Alright, welcome to Rant, the Rant Podcast, a stream of consciousness podcast. I'm your motherfucking host, New the Mayor, also known as the Righteous Ratchet. Uh, you may know me from, as being an MC from D.C., you may know me as being host of Kickback TV Live from Atlanta. Or you may know me just from being around town. You hear me? Now, this podcast, I call it a stream of consciousness podcast because I'm still going to just talk about what I want to talk about, when I want to talk about it, and how I want to talk about it, unencumbered by anything. Except this clove and this jack. So having said all of that, um, let's just dive right into it. Um, I want to talk about Kanye first. So give you a heads up, we're going to talk about Kanye. We're going to talk about the excerpt from Issa Rae's book. Really not the excerpt, but the response to the excerpt on both sides from men and women and how men and women responded to each other. We're going to talk about um, the three hottest MCs in the game, J. Cole, Drake, and Kendrick. And we're going to figure out once and for all which one is number one, according to New The Man. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs a little bit as well. Um, I am still doing Kickback TV. The Kickback crew will be on this podcast. Um, I just figure you should know that. They have no fear. They will be here. As of right now, I'm going to do this uh, by myself tonight and on most nights. But I'll try to bring in the guest every now and then to kind of help balance it out. So let's start with Kanye. So Kanye sent out a series of tweets uh, in support of Donald Trump. I won't say in support of Republicans because that wouldn't really be alarming to me. Uh, But it was specifically in support of Donald Trump. And... uh, he put out an interview with Charlemagne the God, see the God from the Breakfast Club, where he expounded on his thoughts a little bit more. And then he did an uh, interview on TMZ. And he met with T.I. And they actually wound up uh, doing a song together, kind of going over some of his thoughts. What sparked the controversy was this Bama wearing the um, MAGA hat, Make America Great Again hat. And that... <laughs> um, not only was it no no, but it was fucking ridiculous. Um, it it caught everybody off guard because we know what make America great has become the slogan of white supremacists. It's become the slogan of the neo Nazi party. It's become the slogan of the alt right. Um, and basically, what make America great again means is, um, from my understanding, is to take it back to a time when it was great. So we look at what time period they're referring to. At what point in history do you feel that America was great? And they feel it was in Jim Crow during slavery when white people kind of ran the country exclusively the way they wanted it. To, they wanted to. Nowadays, we fight back and we have more options and we have the power of voting at times. And it's not a completely white-run society um, for the most part, it is, but it's not a hundred percent. Maybe it's down to seventy, and um, they feel that seventy. They feel that missing thirty percent 
a lot. And so they're trying to get back to that, which is why I think Trump won. A combination of that and a combination of uh, sexism, nobody wanted Hillary. It was a small minority of people who thought Hillary was so bad. Unfortunately, there were a minority within a minority, so there was a lot of niggas, black people, African-Americans, whatever, that um, didn't want to vote for Hillary because they considered themselves woke. And we'll get into the fake woke people. I call them folk. So we'll get into the folk people later on. But right now, back to Kanye, who is one of the folk. He's kind of the poster child for folk people nowadays in 2018. So let's first address free thought. I am in support of what we would call traditional free thought, what I would call that, which is the ability to think outside the box, the ability to make decisions for yourself, and the ability to actually apply thought and come up with a genuine, unique perspective. That's unique, a unique perspective to you. Now, there may be other people that feel that way, but it's without, it's with minimal influence. I'll put it that way. So you've assessed the situation, you've done the knowledge, wisdom, understanding, brought it 360, and came up with your own conclusion. Whether or not it's popular or not, whether or not it's in style or not, it's the conclusion you came to by doing the knowledge, by doing the research, by the application of activation. By sitting down, putting pen to paper and, and or thought to words and coming up with your unique individual perspective. Okay, we've been disturbed by uh, the TV, so I'll be right back. Give me one second. This is uh, episode one of Rant, and hey, man, shit happens. I had this shit on pause, and it just unpaused, and that's what happens. So that's free thought. Being able to, you know, doing the knowledge, doing the wisdom, doing the understanding, coming up with an intelligent thought with very minimal influence. That's not what Kanye is doing. That's what he's calling it, but it ain't what he's doing. Kanye is not doing the knowledge. Kanye... Is in support of Trump, but doesn't know why. When he was asked what, by T.I., what do you agree with when it comes to Trump? He had no answer. He doesn't know about the travel ban, which is kind of common fucking knowledge. That wasn't a deep, something you had to be seriously into politics in order to know. That's something that we kind of all know about. And um, he wasn't familiar with many of Trump's policies. So then the question that, that begs itself is, well, what do you like about Trump? He likes that Trump was a reality TV show star that became president. And to him, that's a miraculous accomplishment. And truth be told, it is pretty fucking miraculous. Like, like let's keep it 100. This Bama was a real estate mogul, got filthy rich, started writing books, became a presence in pop culture, started a TV show, and then became a goddamn president of the United States, leader of the fucking free world. Make no mistake about it, that is miraculous, it is amazing, it is a once-in-a-lifetime thing to see. Well, Ronald Reagan was the actor that became president too. Eh, maybe a twice-in-a-lifetime thing, because I saw both of them. But it, nonetheless, it's pretty fucking amazing. Now, free thought, again, just to take it back, is when you think. Kanye just kind of 
supposed. Just kind of doing the feeling. I feel like what Trump did was amazing. And I'm going to support him. Not realizing what Trump stands for. And then when he was told what the Make America Great hats represented, because for some fucking reason, he didn't know, because he's been a hermit the last couple of years. And he, you know, and he kind of realized that he was hurting people by doing this. Then he started going, well, I'm trying to lead with love. And it's like, um, there's a such thing as ignorance, willful ignorance. And you can say, uh, you know, I know that if I trip you up, you may fall. But I'm leading with love. And I want my love leg, my love tap on your leg to touch your leg and make you feel love. But you know it's going to make them fall. You kind of don't get an excuse for that. And there's no built-in excuses for Kanye. So free thought one, he's not exercising free thought because he's not fucking thinking. Let's go deeper into that. Uh, on TMZ, he mocked us. He mocked our ancestors. Kanye West did not say that Slavery was a choice. That's a lie. Everybody's saying that on social media. You're lying. You lack comprehension. That is not what he said. What he said was to remain in slavery for 400 years and, you know, to have all of those people versus all of, all of these slaves against all of them, that seems like a choice. And what he was saying was, when I took it, it was more of a mock of our ancestors. Like, they were so weak, they were so pitiful, they were so this and that, that they stayed in slavery. But this bitch-ass nigga, Kanye, is still crying about not being accepted by white fashion designers. Not being accepted, not getting money from Mark Zuckerberg. So, what is he doing to step outside of even that box? I remember him crying about being on Jay-Z label, and how Jay-Z took one of his songs and all this shit. But yet... He stayed. He didn't leave. He didn't ball something go. He stayed until Jay Z folded the label, and then he was off. So I don't. I didn't see him even taking control of his career, let alone taking control of his life when it was in bondage. Um, so I was very, very offended by that. I just thought it was ignorant, and I kind of want to say like, "Well, Kanye's stupid. He doesn't know anything." But Kanye used to be, you know, somewhat intelligent back in the day. And at 40 years old, at some point in his life, he understood what slavery was. And he had a good grasp of it. And he had a good understanding of it. Now, um, I, I think it maybe at one point or another, all of us have said or thought, I don't know if I could have been a slave, man. I might have been like, fuck that, killed me, or been fighting or something. And people did do that. They did fight. They did rebel. That's how we got Nat Turner. That's how we got the revolution in Haiti. That's how we got... Uh, uh, you know, Denmark Vesey, Sojourner the Truth. I mean, there's so many uh, revolutionaries that fought against slavery. Um, the Civil War was a war. <sighs> Lincoln did it to save the Union, but it was still a war where the slaves fought for their freedom. Regardless of what Lincoln's ultimate goal was, the slaves fought for their freedom. So, well, not slaves, the people that were in slavery, because we were never slaves. Um, but since we were in bondage at the time, we did fight for our freedom. So the notion that we didn't and that we were kind of soft or suckers or pussy or whatever, Kanye is inferring is just lame as fuck. Because Kanye is, has been proven to be one of the biggest pussies in the industry. Niggas have been chumping Kanye up for years, decades. So I'm kind of like, where you get these, these cojones from that you would afford against slave masters when you're too scared to fight against rappers? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's ridiculous. Amber Rose chumping you up. And you know what I'm saying? So it's like, what really... 
Okay. Moving right along to everybody on social media commenting on this. Uh, I don't think it's, it's solely a publicity stunt. I do think he's doing it right around the time of his album drop. So, of course, it's for publicity. But he sounds ignorant. He sounds lost. And looking at the Charlemagne interview where he had his breakdown and was in a mental hospital and was drugged up and is still admittedly taking medication, he seems a little off to me. Um, I'm not saying write him off totally. I'm saying I don't fuck with him, but I haven't fucked with Kanye in years. So for me not to fuck with him now don't really mean a whole lot. It's like when people say, uh, like boycotting Starbucks. I don't go to Starbucks. I went there years ago when I didn't have internet and was trying to get a job, and I used to be in there sending out resumes all day. I don't go to Starbucks now. Um, I don't like coffee. So I can boycott Starbucks, but is it really a boycott? Because I don't go any fucking way. So I can boycott Kanye, but I don't listen to his music anyway. He's a weirdo. He's a lame-ass nigga. I don't listen to music from lame-ass niggas. Um, Kanye reminds me of the little Bama dude, you know, in, in, in school. Name is fuck. And then, you know, maybe went shopping or maybe got a pretty girlfriend or maybe did something that would give them some kind of esteem. And they walked around going, told you, told you I was the best, told you, y'all kidding on me, now I'm the man, now I'm the man. And that's what Kanye did for like a decade. Uh-huh, I told you I was cool, uh-huh, I really am cool. And then he actually influenced pop culture. So for a period of time, he was cool, but it's only so long, you know, fake niggas can pretend. And when you invite the nerds to the cool table, it's only a matter of time for a breakup, like a pool table. You hear me? So Kanye has always been a lame-ass nigga. He had a good run, and now we're just seeing how lame he really is. He's, um, I made a post today on Facebook that said um, he's like one more free thought away from becoming Michael Jackson or O.J. Simpson. Like, I'm not black. I'm Kanye. Okay. And that's how I feel about him. Um... I don't, I'm going to listen to whatever he puts out, honestly, so I can report on it on Kickback TV or on this podcast, Rant Podcast, uh, which is Random Ass New Thoughts. But I'm not a fan, and I haven't been a fan for a long time. And I'm going to speak out against him because he has millions and millions of fans. This Bama influences pop culture. His tennis shoe also the Jordan tennis shoe. So I can't deny his influence. And so when he starts making these statements about supporting Trump and, uh, you know, slavery you know, was possibly a choice or the people that were in slavery were weak, I got to speak out against that because I know of his influence. Now, I don't have millions of people following me yet, but you will hear my voice and I will speak out on these things. But that's enough for Jay-Z's little brother. Um... Moving right along to social media, because that's where I saw a lot of this, and that's where I had a lot of the debates. Something else that snuck out was uh, Issa Rae put out a book uh, about three years ago, Aqua Black Girl Experience, or whatever it's called. And apparently it's a satirical book where she's just kind of poking fun at herself and poking fun at the situation of awkward black girls. And on one chapter, she, she had an entire chapter dedicated to dating Asian men. Because apparently nobody wants black women, which was shocking to me because all I date is black women. So it was like, what? But apparently that's a thing. Because if you go on Tinder, the people who get the quickest swipes to whatever direction 
means you don't want them are black women. Uh, I don't understand that, but whatever. Uh, I, I think it's probably because there's a lot of white people on Tinder. I don't know a lot of niggas on Tinder, but I could be wrong. I don't know. But for whatever reason, black women are not selected on Tinder as often as other demo, other races and genders and demographics. And apparently Asian men aren't that desirable either because of the stigma that uh, Asian men got little dicks or whatever, or they nerdy or whatever. So she made the point of, uh, she made a statement that offended me was, the statement was, who was better for an intellectual black woman other than an Asian man? And to me, I was like, damn, so niggas, like black men aren't smart enough for black women, for an intellectual black woman? It has to be an Asian man? I took all kinds of offense to that shit. Like, that shit hit me in my core. And, um, because I love Issa Rae. Like, truth be told, I got a little question on Issa Rae. I think she's beautiful. I think she's intelligent. I think she's talented. Um, I love her. Black girl magic. <laughs> that, that was Bay. <laughs> Not no more. But now that I understand that it was, a, I guess, satirical, it was a satire, it was a joke, I'm kind of like, eh, it's not funny to me, but I'm not going to hold her to it like I was at first. Um, however, what I noticed was when I made my post or other black men made posts like, damn, Issa, we, we loved you when you did this. It's how you feel about us. We're not worthy of an intellectual black woman. Like, God damn, what the fuck? What I noticed was... <laughs> Black women on social media were responding like, that's what you get. We don't give a fuck. Fuck, suck it up. Don't be a bitch about it. Be a man. We, you know, y'all did this to us. Y'all did it to other women outside our race. Y'all call us bitches in rap songs. And y'all don't pick us on Tinder app. And I was like, what? Like, what the fuck? Like, whoa. If I were to come on and say, hey, black men, we should all date white women because they the only ones freaky enough for us or some shit. Black women will be up in arms. And like, I couldn't believe that black women were defending uh, that statement. Not uh, saying don't put it in a proper context and let us know it was a joke. That's fine. Let us know it was satirical. That's fine. But what they were saying was, if you're mad, so fucking what, black man? Because of what you've done to us, fuck you and fuck how you feel and be mad. And fuck you again. And I was like, whoa, because that's not exactly what I uh, would call good uh, inner race gender uh, relations, man. I, I couldn't believe that black women was going at black men like that. And it's been happening right since that whole Me Too movement has been coming around. I've noticed that women have become black women because I don't date anybody else. I can only deal, talk about y'all. Sorry. Um have become more disrespectful. They become more less tolerant. They've become more. That's what you get. And I'm just like, do y'all hate us now? Like y'all are becoming what you complain about us being. And it's like I made a post the other day where I said black women are becoming the black men that hurt them, and they're proud of it. Like every woman, I, damn every woman I know is like, I don't want to be in a relationship. I don't want to date. I want to be single. I want to just, you know. And I'm like, I don't want to worry about other people's feelings. And I'm like, are you a selfish bitch? Like, like your mentality is you want to not be responsible for anybody's feelings because you want to do whatever you want to do without consequence. Well, that's what niggas been doing forever. Now I can't knock you for wanting to do that. But I can point out to you that you're becoming the man that hurt you. 
and it hurt you when you when he did it to you, right? It hurt. It wasn't a good feeling. It was pain, right? So now you're becoming the person that hurt you. So when you become that, what do you think that you'll do to the people you interact with? Hurt them? I'm just putting it out there. Uh, so when I saw the uh, the backlash from the Issa Rae, uh, the post of Issa Rae's book excerpt, it threw me off because I'm like, damn, young, like, ah, women are starting to really hate us, dog. And um, it, it's, it's, it's weird. It's kind of scary. It's kind of freaky, man, because it's some freaky shit going on where when it's black men because what I'm seeing is like men black men are saying shit on Facebook like or even saying it to me no women I'm in Atlanta so they're like women in Atlanta all they want to do is just start around they just want to just be single and fuck everybody these bitches ain't about nothing and then I hear the women saying all these niggas want to do is just be out here and fucking all the bitches they ain't about shit they ain't trying to be in a relationship and I'm like how are both of y'all saying the same thing how are all, not all, but how are a bunch of black men saying that the black women ain't ready for a relationship and only want to thought around, and then the black women saying the same thing about black men. It's like, are y'all dating the wrong ones? Like, y'all are missing each other? The black man that does want the relationship and the black woman that does want the relationship, y'all aren't meeting? You're only meeting the opposite, the people who don't want it? Or is it that you're just meeting people that you don't want it with? And that might mean you got, you know, but some of y'all got lower your standards or raise your standards or something. But I find it hard to believe that all black men ain't shit and all black women ain't shit. You, you, you're not going to get me to even believe that's halfway true, that half and half ain't shit. I'm not buying that. I know too many good black men and I know too many good black women. I'm not buying that shit. Bullshit. I call bullshit. Everybody get your shit together. And stop bashing each other on social media. That'd be the thing that had me be wanting to get on Facebook. Like, y'all tripping. Like, it's like y'all hate each other. Like, God damn. I love my sisters. Like, straight up. I ride with the Me Too movement. And I ride with my sisters. And I make sure that I show that love. Damn near. If I don't show it every day, it's damn near every day. Because, like, what's better than a black woman? You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, now Tariq Numan knew the mayor. You know what I'm saying? I gave y'all my government and everything. But, like, it's nothing better. Like, if you look at my house, they got portraits and paintings of black women everywhere. Like, fuck out of here. But that's topic two. I would prefer if you guys talk to each other with a little more respect and a little more understanding and stop being angry and, and fighting each other. But this ain't the Preacher Podcast. This is the rant. Random Ass New Thoughts. And that was one of my random ass thoughts. And I'm new, by the way. Let's get into something a little more fun. I don't know if I'm going too fast for you guys, but I don't want this podcast to be 18 hours. I want it to be quick, get to the point, and get the fuck up out of here. But I will give you a chance to process the first half. So, Kanye is not ex- exercising free thought because he's not thinking. Brothers and sisters, uh, sisters, stop punishing the brothers for what they were. And be careful that you don't become what they were. And pay attention to what they actually are now. Make sense? Okay. Now, 
J. Cole put out a CD about a week ago, set the world on fire, broke all the Spotify, iTunes records, besting Drake and besting Kendrick. But what I found is no matter who drops out of those three, they break all the records and they take over and they beat the others. So who's the best MC? Kendrick, J. Cole, or Drake? I did the Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas. But Biggie would be Drake. Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas. No, Biggie would be, hmm. They would, that wouldn't work because Kendrick would probably be like Tupac. Cole would be Nas and Drake would be Biggie or Jay, I guess. I guess. Not really, but kind of. So who's the best between J. Cole, Drake, and Kendrick? Let's go, um, let's do the album test first. As far as quality albums, I think it could be argued that every Kendrick album is a classic. I think it could be argued that Drake So Far Gone is classic. Maybe Take Care. And I think that would be it that we have for Drake. And J. Cole, I think Forest Hill Drive is classic. And people are responding to KOD like it may be a classic. Um, and the Friday Night Lights. So I think out of total catalog, Drake has the weakest catalog as far as total album. As far as body of work, Drake has the weakest catalog. Then I think uh, it's uh, J. Cole, I think Kendrick has the greatest body of work. Um, as far as total catalogs, total albums. Classic albums in their catalog. Um, singles, that goes to Drake, hands down. Drake kills everybody with singles. And then I think it will be Kendrick. And then I think it will be J. Cole. Uh, lyrical ability. Drake doesn't write all his own raps, so he's disqualified. And I think that um, lyrics, punchlines, J. Cole would win that. But I think that Kendrick wins with flow. And I think if you did who has the best flow punchline combination, I think that's pretty much a tie. Maybe a slight edge to Kendrick, but I think that's pretty much a tie. And then I think when you look at uh, songwriting ability, uh, well, let, let, well, we kind of did that. Let's do influence on pop culture. Drake has the biggest influence on pop culture, followed by Kendrick. Um, and J. Cole, I would say, will be last in that category. As far as interviews, none of these guys do interviews. I'm going by the criteria that Jay-Z set up. If you wonder why I'm picking this criteria, this is what Jay-Z said. You know what I'm saying? Interviews, lyrics, flow, albums, um, influence on pop culture. That's from the song, uh, shit. It was something about working out on Blueprint. It's one of the bonus tracks on Blueprint. But he laid down the criteria for the MC. And um, I think if you follow me, there's a slight nod to Kendrick. Um, and that's how I've come to the conclusion that Kendrick is the best. Um, I think Drake should be disqualified totally because he don't write his own shit. All of his own shit. But many people will not have that. And to be fair to the audience, I, I kept Drake in it. And by keeping Drake in it, uh, he would have finished second. But since he doesn't write it, all of his own material, I took out an extra point. So he'll finish third. So I have a Drake. I have a Drake third, J Cole second, Kendrick first. And I think out of the leaders of the new school, I think those are the guys. 
Um, look out for you know, you know artists like Nipsey Hussle, who I think deserves a spot in there. Wale, I know he's hungry. He's going to be gunning back. That last EP he put out is complicated. It was fire. Only four songs, but fire. Um, even that Staying Power video he put out that wasn't on the EP, that song crack. Uh, Meek Mill just got out of jail. I think you got to throw him in there, depending on what his next project sounds like. And um, all the little rappers, I don't really listen to them, but I know you got to throw Migos in there because their influence on, on pop culture is ridiculous. They created a whole new flow and everybody's using it. Um, and I think you got to uh, still hold Future in there somewhere, depending on what he does this year. It's been a quiet run for Future, but he definitely had the game in a chokehold for years, right around the time everybody else was coming up. Um, shout out to my nigga Pusha T. I put Pusha in there just because. And uh, finally, so we've talked about Kanye. We've talked about the relationships between black men and women online via Issa Rae's book excerpt. We've talked about the difference of who's the best between Kendrick, Cole, and Drake. And now we're going to talk about the NBA a little bit. NBA playoffs are here. LeBron James is in his 15th season. I believe he's the story of the playoffs. And um, he single-handedly carried his team to a first-round victory, a hard-fought seven-game series over Victor Oladipo and the Indiana Pacers. During that series, LeBron James did not have one other teammate score at least 20 points in any game. Uh, there was one game, game two, where he came out and he scored like 26 points in the first quarter. Um, even in game seven, the last game that they won to close out the series, he had a triple-double, even though he shot terribly in the fourth quarter and in overtime. Um, he did all of the other things that matter, and he finally got some help from a teammate. So that was huge. Um, and looking at the East, I didn't think the Raptors would beat my Wizards, but they beat them in six. I was heartbroken behind that. We need to blow the Wizards up. I don't have any faith that um, we could have won more games this season if John Wall wouldn't have missed 41 games. But I do not believe that we would have made it um, to the finals. I think that Toronto would have eventually knocked us off or maybe Philly or maybe Boston or maybe Cleveland. So I think at the best, we were the fifth best team in the league this in the East this year, which doesn't get us much. So something needs to be done dramatically. Uh, John Wall ain't getting no younger. So we need to figure something out. Um, so uh, LeBron is up one game, zip on the Raptors. That was a nail-biting game, but the Raptors turned into the Raptors at the end. Uh, Boston is up on Philly one game to zip. Um, I anticipate that Philly will win this matchup, but hats off to uh, Billy Donovan and his staff and what they've done. They've been without their three best players for the bulk of the playoffs, and they are in the second round and up one zip on the team that's favored to beat Philly and beat uh, Cleveland and make it to the finals, which is Philly. It was almost a foregone conclusion to most people that Philly would run through Boston and meet Cleveland in the finals or Toronto. I did not think that. I knew that Boston would be formidable, um, formidable, but I, I still think Philly will win. But I would not be surprised if Boston won. It is not a foregone conclusion. I expected to go six to seven games. In the Western Conference, it's 
been about and will continue to be about the Golden State Warriors. And now that Steph Curry is healthy and raining threes all over the New Orleans Pelicans, I expect that series to go quickly. And I expect them to await the winner of Houston and Utah, which I expect to be Houston. But I wouldn't be surprised if Utah won, to be honest. Donovan Mitchell is a beast. And Utah plays great team ball. And I have no faith in James Harden or Chris Paul in the fourth quarter of big games. So I And I do have faith in Donovan Mitchell and uh, the Utah Jazz as a whole. So that's my wild card. My unpredictable thing that everybody, you know, about my wild card and my unpredictable pick, my hot take, is that Utah beats Houston. I don't know if that'll happen. I'm not convicted in that. But if I had to pick a series where I said, this is your upset, that's the one I'm picking. Utah over Houston. You heard it first here on Rant Podcast, Random Ass New Thoughts Podcast. And um, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. My goal is to keep it to about a half hour. We're about at the 33-minute mark. Um, sipping my jack, smoking my clove. I appreciate you tuning in. Tune in to Kickback TV every Sunday at 7 p.m. You can find Kickback TV live from Atlanta on iTunes as well as this podcast. Um, if you're on Facebook, you can follow Kickback TV Show, our, our uh Fan page, it'll have updates on Rant Podcast and updates on Kickback TV. That's at Kickback TV Show. Um, this is an extension of Kickback TV where I can kind of go into other things. I'm gonna talk about religion, spirituality, sex, uh, hip hop, sports in detail. I may talk about just what the hottest topic of today was. And the podcast should be out um, Wednesday night, Thursday morning every week. Just check uh, iTunes, of course, for it. And um, appreciate you guys tuning in. Like I said, I will have guests from time to time. So if you would like to be a member of the podcast, come in for one Wednesday night and uh, get it in with me. You definitely can. Just bring me a bottle of Jack with a Crown XO, maybe a box of cloves, and we can sit down and wrap a taste on it. But um, I am new the mayor, the righteous ratchet. Uh, host of Kickback TV show, also host of Rant Podcast, the Stream of Consciousness Podcast. And Rant, again, is random as new thoughts. And I'm new. That's my name. You hear me? So I'm going to go ahead and get this published, and we'll see what Rant Episode 1 does. Thank you for tuning in. You ain't got to go home, but you got to get the fuck off my phone.